Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're continuing our look at Jesus' Olivet Discourse, in which he taught his disciples about the future tribulation that would come upon the earth before he established his kingdom. Now, they couldn't put it all together at the time, because in their minds they were thinking he would establish the kingdom almost immediately, and they were further confused by Jesus' recent declarations that he would soon be crucified. But they understood later. After seeing Jesus raised from the dead and ascending into heaven, and they remembered what Jesus taught so that they could write it down for us. Jesus described a very dark time, a time by his own words described as a tribulation so intense that nothing like it has ever been seen on earth and never will again. Pastor Jim will help us unravel some of the mystery and help us clearly understand what Jesus' words here mean and how that understanding ought to impact our lives today. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, I Have Told You Everything in Advance. That's when this um, political leader of the one world end times government is going to set himself up as God right in the Jewish temple in Jerusalem and demand that he be worshipped as God. Big deal about that in Daniel chapter 9. There's a similar event that took place in the 2nd century B.C., also predicted by Daniel. That was a precursor to the ultimate abomination of desolation. That's when a man named Antiochus Epiphanes disrupted the worship in the temple. He uh, set up an idol to Zeus, and he sacrificed a pig there, and and the temple was spiritually out of commission for, for some time. It was eventually restored under the leadership of a priest named Judas Maccabeus, hence those books in uh, those apocryphal books that are included in some versions of the Bible, the Maccabees, some accurate history in there, though they're not inspired. When that when the temple was restored, they had a big celebration. They called it the Feast of Lights. You know it as Hanukkah. Jesus said at a feast of lights, John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. So there was that precursor, and Jesus says, we know that's happened, but when you see the one, the one, and he says, let the reader understand. Now, as I said last week, I could just see Peter looking around at the rest of the guy and saying, who's reading while Jesus is talking? All right. He knew this was to be written down. He knew this was to be included in the Scriptures. And he commands us, we the readers, you need to understand this. You need to be able to put this together because you need to know what's going to happen and you need to know that I am in control of what's going to happen so that you know you need not fear. Now, that verse begins the second great paragraph of this discourse, and today we're going to finish that paragraph. When that 70th week of Daniel begins, things will change rapidly in the world. Why? It will be as if you are 
39 plus weeks pregnant and you start to feel these pains. Things are going to get really intense and you can't stop it. There's going to be unprecedented worldwide turmoil. Now, we believe and understand from the Scriptures that what will precipitate all these things is the event called the rapture of the church. That's predicted in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. Jesus alluded to it without using such terms in uh, John chapter 14 and, and verse 3 when he said, I will come and receive you uh, to myself. That's the moment when all living believers in Jesus Christ will be snatched away from the earth and all who have died as believers in Christ will be resurrected. Now, in the turmoil that's caused by the rapture, I mean, just imagine the instantaneous, simultaneous disappearance of everybody on the planet who believes in Christ. That's going to disrupt some things. In the turmoil caused by that, the most deceptive, clever, smooth, and powerful deceiver of all times is going to swoop in and rise to power, worldwide power. He's the one we usually refer to by the title, the Antichrist. He has many other uh, titles in the Bible, but we'll stick with Antichrist for today. His rise to power is going to be unprecedented and ingenious. And one of the things that he's going to do to seize power is peace in the Middle East. Boy, if somebody could pull that off today... There'd be a lot of credibility, right? I mean, how have we done on that? There's been no president in my life that hasn't promised efforts toward peace in the the Middle East, and God bless them for trying. It's not going to work unless they're the Antichrist, and it's not time for him just yet. So that's what he's going to do is bring peace there in the form of, from the Israeli perspective, it'll be a treaty providing protection to Israel a covenant that he will make with Israel in which he will promise Israel his protection for seven years. Now, you can speculate about why he would promise them seven years. The Bible doesn't answer that question, but he does. The temple is going to be very quickly rebuilt in Jerusalem. We know that because a whole lot of those 70th week events happen in and around the temple, including the abomination of Desolation. We know that people around the world now are poised with everything they need to rebuild that temple. When the day comes, it's going to happen really fast. And Israel will, for the first time since her modern existence began in 1948, Israel will have peace with her neighbors. But it's not going to last seven years. Halfway through that term of the seven years of promised peace, This wicked world ruler, the Antichrist, will commit that act described as the abomination of desolation. He'll break his treaty with Israel. And that event will literally be the beginning of the end. Leading up to it is the beginning of birth pangs. Boy, when the abomination of desolation comes, let the reader understand. Things are going to get crazy. Now... These are important words of Jesus, and they are preserved in the Bible for several reasons. 
If you can read and you have a Bible, you have orders from God. You need to understand this. Hence, we got to put the pieces together. It takes a little bit of thinking and, and study to come up with all this. But I see at least three levels of significance for this. Uh, for one thing, at the time that Jesus said this, it was very significant for those men who were with him on the Mount of Olives that night. They needed to understand that the kingdom of God that they supposed was going to happen any day was yet future. They did not yet grasp, and we can't fault them for this, they did not yet grasp that not, was, not only was the king coming, he's coming twice. He's going to come once to suffer and die for sins. He's going to come again to reign in glory. And there's going to be an interval between them. And lo and behold, it's going to be more than 40 days. It's going to be, well, we know of about 2,000 years. But Jesus wanted them to know that certain things needed to happen before he would set up his kingdom. Now, it isn't like they caught on that very day, but the message is clear that the end times events which would bring in the kingdom are yet to come. Now, I'm thinking about Matthew. He was there that night. Mark wasn't there that night, but he got his information from, from Peter. These guys wrote decades later, putting all this together, and we don't know for sure if Jesus said, let the reader understand, or if the Holy Spirit just inspired Matthew and Mark to say, let the reader understand. But can you imagine at least Matthew and Mark writing that down and saying, wow, we didn't get it back then. Let the reader understand. Second level of significance. These words are here for us. We're living in that significant era between the first and second comings of Christ. As I've described it earlier in, the, in this series on the Olivet Discourse, this portion, the Olivet Discourse, is the, the grand central station of Bible prophecy. It's the nexus through which connect all of the threads of prophecy that flow from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament and into you know, the book of Revelation. And this provides us with details and a certain sense of completeness of our understanding of biblical prophecy. Why, let the reader understand. That's why it's here. We have the luxury to compare the full complement of what the Bible teaches about end times. As I've said, it's not here so that you can draw charts and graphs of the end times events, but Drawing charts and graphs of the end times events is a really interesting and edifying thing. And, you know, two, pieces, two people's charts might disagree on a detail here and there. That's not the problem. The point is God has given us what we need to know. And he says, I want you to understand this. The third level of significance of this is that these words are, pres are preserved in God's word for the edification and the instruction of those who will come to believe in Jesus Christ during the time of the fulfillment of these prophecies. Imagine if you have heard the gospel, withheld faith in Christ, and the rapture happens. You think there's going to be some people who will be 
pretty interested in dusting off Grandma and Grandpa's Bible and going back to what they kept talking about. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.